So the year was 1983. It was a warm Saturday morning. And I was six years old. I remember opening my eyes and it was warm. I got up. My brother slept on the top bunk. And uh, I looked over to him and he was sleeping. I walked out of the room and we had this really long hallway that led to a bathroom, my sister's bedroom, and our living room and my parents' bedroom down the hall. But I just remember this hallway being like the longest hallway. It's not the longest hallway literally, but as a six-year-old kid, I just remember this hallway so vividly. I can imagine it as... You know, I speak into this microphone, but uh, I remember walking down that hallway, walking past my sister's bedroom. They were asleep, going into the living room, and my parents had these double doors right off of our living room that led into their bedroom. I remember those, like, glass doors that we had, and my mom used to put, like, these lace, like, I don't know, they were, like, pieces that would, like, be held up by these, like, um, springs and it just looked nice you know I just remember vividly opening that door and looking in there my dad's feet hanging off the bed my dad was a pretty tall man or is a pretty tall man but um, his feet are hanging off the end of the bed and I realized you know everyone just knocked out so let me keep myself busy and I go into the living room and I turn the TV on and Godzilla was on on channel 11 I believe um I sat Indian style in front of the television and I just, you know, started watching and it was this um, particular episode where there's this little boy that has these like Godzilla figures and toys and I just remember thinking these toys were like the most awesomest Godzilla toys ever and um, I don't know, that kind of inspired me to like want to draw just because of the way they looked and you know, in his hands and then there's like the actual Godzilla and it was like, it was just cool to see the toy and the actual Godzilla in a movie together. Something about that inspired me as a kid. So I got up and the first thing I saw was, um, well, the first thing I saw that I can actually draw on was a yellow pad that my mom had there just kind of, you know, writing little notes, phone numbers and things like this. And basically grabbed that, took the pencil, sat Indian style in front of that television. You know, we had one of these old school wooden televisions that just sat on the floor and these big old knobs and you could actually put stuff on top of it. It was like a giant table with a television in it. I don't know, it's hard to explain, but all my old school heads, you know what I'm talking about. But I'm sitting there and I'm just drawing, um, sketching, and you know. It's live on television, so you can't pause it. And, you know, for me to be just grabbing little parts and making notes in my brain of what I'm seeing. Now that I'm older, you know, going into my 40s, I uh, I realized that there's something special about that. To just be able to kind of memorize a part of an image that's moving and just kind of having glimpses. Because you are watching a film and scenes are changing and frames and so on and so forth. But I just remember going in on this thing and, you know, a few minutes into drawing and my mom wakes up and, you know, she sees me and says, what are you doing? And um, I'm like, oh, I'm drawing. She's like, well, what are you drawing? I'm like, oh, Godzilla. And she's like, well, let me see. And I hand her the notepad and I just remember her reaction. Um, She just looked 
you know, really impressed, <laughs> to say the least. Her, like, jaw kind of dropped to the floor. And she, you know, her eyes opened up. And she's like, you drew this? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I I was just watching TV and then just started drawing or whatever. And she was, like, completely impressed by it. And she's like, all right, hold on. So she goes to, like, the bathroom, I guess, washes up, comes back. And she brings back first an orange. And um, she's like, can you draw this? And right away, you know, I draw a circle and a couple little dots and little details and stuff. But it just wasn't, uh, you know, cool looking as that Godzilla. But she picked up on the fact that you know, the Godzilla had more detail in it right away, and she was just like, let me just find him something that has more detail, and she came back with this cool wooden carving of an Indian head that I believe my grandfather had given us from Ecuador, and uh, she's like, here, draw this, and I'm like, all right, cool, so I start drawing it, you know, she puts it down, walks away, and I just start kind of going at this thing, and she was completely impressed by this thing. She was like, oh my God, I can't believe you drew that. You're, you're, you're an artist. You're an artist. But I'm 39 years old. I'm turning 40 in June, which is just weeks away. And I've always been exactly that. I almost feel like my mom saw me for my true self at six years old. And from that day forward, my mom would go out of her way. You know, we didn't have a lot of money as kids, but she went out of her way to get us the little things that really mattered, the little things that would show them that they, that our parents cared about us, you know, that she cared about us or me. So she would go, you know, she would go to the store and she would come back with like a drawing pad and a pencil and, hey, check out these watercolors. And she just constantly brought me little things for me to be creative with and, it's Mother's Day today, and I just feel I tell that story because, you know, that's what moms do. Moms pick out the obvious in you, and they kind of push you to keep going in that direction. And my mom passed away in 2004, and uh, just a little memory that popped into my head when I was thinking what should I make this first podcast about so I want to make it about my mom and dedicate it to my mom she was a good woman Maria Luisa was her name and uh, she knew me for who I am and who I am to this day as I go into my 40s I feel that people don't take art serious or they don't view it as something that can be taken serious because people just want to see you be successful and have money and all this stuff which is respectable because people that love you want to see you doing well so when they see you struggling and doing art sometimes people tend to be you know not so sensitive to it you know they just like oh when are you going to do something that's going to result in money and it's like yo what it's not about that it's about what I love doing and what I naturally get pulled to that I can't help, but regardless, that's a whole other story. I just want to say that my mother, God rest her soul, she saw me for who I'm going to be until I'm no longer alive. 
And I love her for that. I love her for basically validating the fact that it's okay to be an artist and to take these chances and to struggle and to just do things because you genuinely love them, not because it's going to result in a paycheck or security. And I love that about her because it makes me strong in this struggle of trying to find out what it is being an artist is supposed to result uh, in. So I've been exploring it, especially the last like eight years of my life. I've been exploring art in a way where it's been like, no, this is me. This is who I am. I'm going to make money. If I tell you I'm an artist and you laugh in my face, I'm going to be offended. You know what I mean? Like, this is who I am. I'm an artist. And it's really hard to actually say that. You know, most people say it loosely, but are you? Are you truly an artist? Do you know that in your heart you are an artist? Like, can you say that? I will say that in anyone's face. And it's because of my mom. And everything I've been through ever since. So shout out to my mom. This has been pretty cool. I plan on doing more. Check me out. You want to hear an honest dude. Talk about cool things. Come back and check me out. This is Syringe. Podcast numero uno. And I'm out. Love you mom. Happy Mother's Day.